0: Welcome back to Bible study, to Paul's letter, to the Galatian church, and to three um, humble servants who are John Campbell, Derek Walker, and myself, and we're going to um, get through to, um, I can't say where we're going to get through to, but I know where we're starting to read, and John, you're going to start from verse 23 of chapter 4, and as they say, God only knows where where we'll get to by the end of the program. So John, you'll read
1: and Derek will pray. Right, Galatians 4, starting at verse 23. But he who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh, and he who of the free woman through promise, which things are symbolic. For these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and corresponds to Jerusalem, which now is, and is in bondage with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, which is the mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice, O barren, you who do not bear. Break forth and shout, you who are not in labor. For the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise. But as he was born according to the flesh, then, pers- then persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit. Even so it is now. Nevertheless, what does the Scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. Hmm. Thanks, sir.
2: Lord, thank you that you did a supernatural work when we were born again. We are born of the promise of God through the Gospel. We believed your promise, and Lord, you supernaturally recreated us. You made us uh, your Isaac. We are the seed of Abraham in Christ. Praise God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you live in us and you empower us and and that we can enjoy the liberty of the sons of God. Thank you, Lord, for revealing this to us because they are spiritually understood things. But as we apprehend your spiritual life and your spiritual blessing, we can live in the reality of those things. So, Lord, make these things real to us, we pray, as, as we open up your word. Holy Spirit, you be the teacher in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. So it's not a digression if I, if I open up and just say... The, the, um, it is amazing us sitting here reading a detailed argument from the Apostle Paul, 2,000 years after he wrote it-ish, and um, when you think that the, the earth was formless and void, you know, and the spirit brooded over, uh, the waters. There was nothing there, and God breathed and created life, and then um, uh, His spirit came into Adam, and he became, a, a, you know, a living being. And then Adam fell, and then you know you have all of the unfolding civilizations of of man, works of the flesh, uh, and all this, as it were. Um, Uh, comes to a a fulfilment in God's plan there at the cross, you know, by his grace. And now we're just, you know, over, I don't know how many weeks now, just on a few verses of this amazing letter that Paul wrote as the church is is in its infancy. Um, We we haven't evolved from an amoeba, have we? (laughs) It's just ridiculous mm. to think that this level of detail, you know, that's, that's sort of engaging our spirits in the spiritual realm, it, it is evidence that we have not just turned up by chance mutations through some random yeah. process. Mm. Um, I don't believe that personally. No. I just don 't believe it, and I, you know and the thing and we 're only here because of the survival of the species and you know it just the whole narrative, the alternative narrative to god 's uh, plan of salvation and grace i don't believe it stacks up no. and it's tragic that there's a whole world, especially the Western world, that has abandoned the Bible and is sort of hammering religiously hammering on mm. Mathematically um,
2: impossible. I mean, yeah. it's, it's absurd. Yeah. Even the formation of a, of a protein by accident is, yeah. is impossible. It's impossible. You know, the odds are, are ridiculous, let alone the, the simplest form of life. Yeah. It's just absurdity, it's mm. irrationality. Th- the statistics um, is statistically <coughs> impossible. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, yes.
0: And yet, From this uh, sort of, uh, you know, the great Charles Darwin, we, we, uh, you know, an alternative narrative has emerged, which is atheistic, from which, you know, is concluded we're all animals and from which you know, laws are now made to enforce us to behave like animals. And anyone who comes up with the Bible view That's right. um, says that no, we're not. And, and yet the law, the legalism of secular humanism, the religion of secular humanism, which I think can be read into these scriptures, it's just another form of legalism, is, is, is getting quite aggressive now. Yes. And we can't even openly say no. Um, what is God's um, righteous pathway to, to life, it's sort of now a fringe, um, wacky, uh, you know, um, sect that, that is ridiculed
1: and not only ridiculed, actually, you know, aggressively suppressed. It is. We, we shouldn't concern ourselves too no. much because the Lord no. is not caught out. No. This is not something <coughs> that caught the Lord. You do get in. a bit, you know, there's a little bit of righteous indignation that lies within us. Yeah, that no, I think that's right. I, I mean, I think righteous anger is perfectly yeah. justified. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one looks out of the, of the window, so to speak, and sees what is indescribable wickedness going mm. on in the world at large. Mm. Um, the the and but when you get back into into the prophets into Isaiah and all of them and you see it they're all bang up to date. Yeah, the lord true. has not been caught out mm. what I'm beginning to see is i that, that when he refers to the wickedness you know and the and the, the scandals of oppression of people and abuse of people mm. I, I now have a much better understanding of what he's talking about mm. um but it's nothing has changed there is nothing new under the sun I think we have we have to remember that um and and the the wonder of the bible is that is that it brings it all together, and it's back up to it. There's all sorts of rubbish out there on the internet at the moment. Mm. Um, One thing is that within the, and this may be true, um, within the the, the, uh, vaults of the Vatican, they've found an extra, I don't know, 60 books of the Bible. Mm. Well, maybe they have. It it Mm. strikes me as being um, not entirely impossible that the wickedness at large would hide books. Mm. But we've always said, that the Lord is able to preserve his word, and we certainly have more than enough to ensure ensure our salvation. um, so I, I mention that because I don't want people to, they might have seen a lot of this stuff and I don't yeah. want to get concerned. Oh, That's the Bible right. isn't real. No, 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 no. And and the other thing they say, and of course but it's By all, the way, it's, it's all always
0: openly and honestly yeah. conveyed to us and we can—we got right. the extant manuscripts so This we stuff
1: can... is at large at the moment, yeah. um, Tim, and it's yeah. important to address it. And the other thing they're saying is that the Bible, along with all other religious books, yeah. and whatever they, you know, the Quran and other, have all been manipulated in order to, if Control. Well, that's lazy. Well, I I, I, that's lazy. I believe that is so of the of, of the what we would call non-scriptural books, you know, the, the, because I'm sure they have been manipulated in order to affect control of the people. Um, but it, it's all these things are always written by people who don't know the Lord. So they read this and they think, oh, and they say it's been tampered with. Well, we know it hasn't because we talked, I think last week, it's alive and active. And well, it, so it, there's it, a lot of it,
0: evidence it, it that it hasn't just, as well. Yes, I mean, there's a lot of evidence from, let's say, the Dead Sea Scrolls to there's today. A hu- there's a huge you know, amount. the fact that the lack of discrepancy is amazing. No, the, the internal
1: the and the external referencing yeah. is 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 yeah. second to none. Yeah. it is mm. absolutely second yeah. to none. So, but yeah. but I can understand mm. it can concern people. Yeah. You know, it, we can't brush these things under the no, carpet no. and then we can say that this word is alive. Yeah. And and those who would have us believe that the Bible. The Bible has been tampered with in order to control us. Have never received that the Word of God. Yeah. As a living, alive thing. Yeah, so I just studied, dismiss, studied it, studied dismiss it, as, it as dismiss a sort of it all. Don't worry about it. That's right. Um, now I've got you going, John. Yeah, you have. <laughs> and, and, but um, this this develops because yeah. it's it's all over the all yeah. over the internet, and yeah. if people are following channels on Telegram or elsewhere, they're going to come. Our across viewers, this stuff. our viewers don't watch the well, internet. Well, they do. I can tell you, <laughs> they do. Um, and and so there's people saying that you know, there are throughout the other universes. Well, there may be or there may not be. But what matters is Jesus, J- Jesus Christ and, and our relationship to him. Yeah. Mm. And I, 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 because I asked this, I was concerned about this. Mm. I was concerned momentarily for myself until I applied my mind to the matter. And for other people who could be very concerned that, that there are other forces manipulating us and that the Lord is not really the Lord at all, he's a figment of the imagination. So I said to the Lord in the shower, which is why I often talk to him, Lord, don't how re- c- don't, John, don't reinforce their suspicions yeah, listen, now listen, with your anecdote. Listen, 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 sa- I said to the Lord, Lord, this concerns me. How can I, to my brothers and sisters, refute all this stuff that's going on? Because it is confusing is it possible that you are not God, you're some sort of mighty Mm. superior being? And his answer immediately, and he didn't even quote scripture, he just said, because of the born-again experience. Mm. That's right, that's unanswerable, isn't it? It, Absolutely, totally unanswerable, and it was immediate, the answer to my query. Great, so
0: you know, of course, we've got our challenges today, but Paul... Um, had the challenge then. It's interesting that Paul himself, he understood legalism, you know, intimately. He knew he, 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 you know, he knew the scriptures, he knew as he it was. were the other side. He was one and so he's really able to sort of forensically unpack it um, to the point that he, you know, he's a, he knows the story of Mount Sinai, he knows the story of Abraham and and Ishmael and Isaac, and we've promised—I think for three weeks now, Derek—that we're going to talk about the actual, the the geography of Mount Sinai. Should we? Um, have a look at that. Yes, because that's quite an, an interesting one. Well, sorry about my digression, but I thought, well, if we get the digression out at the beginning, it's not a digression.
1: <laughs> well, I certainly, I certainly compounded it, but never mind. No, it was good. No, you digressed from my digression, which made it
0: all, <laughs> all you know, cancelled out. So, but back to the Bible study. Thanks, John.
2: The, um, in twenty-four, it, 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 talk. Well, of course, it's talking about, um, you know we two forms of religion, if you like, two forms of faith, two covenants. Mm. The old covenant, the new covenant. Paul, of course, is encouraging the Galatians now, you know, be new covenant believers. Um, the legalists want to bring them back under Moses, under the old covenant. And of course, he's bringing this analogy now that those who are of the new covenant uh, are, are like Isaac. They are born of the spirit. Which is a miraculous birth, as mm. you were saying, mm. uh, and which can't be explained naturally, mm-hmm. like Isaac's birth couldn't be. I mean, Sarah was ninety, which is a bigger miracle even than abraham's ninety nine. Um, That's true, you know yeah. <laughs> and um, and also, you know uh, verses, um Ishmael, which is a purely natural birth of the flesh and and so your religion is either natural. Mm. which is just you and your own strength trying to keep these laws. Mm. Uh, you're an Ishmael or you're an Isaac. Mm. You have a supernatural birth through the receiving the promise of God and, and that is related to the Old Covenant and, or the New Covenant. Last time we saw that the New Covenant headquarters is actually the New Jerusalem in heaven mm. and that that's where the blood of Jesus has been. The covenant's been established through the blood being taken to the heavenly holy of holies. Mm. Uh, Now we come to the old covenant. He's saying now on the other side of the equation, if your religion is is based on the old covenant, Mm. then your headquarters, if you like, is is Mount Sinai, historically. Mm. It's Mount Sinai. And and then he goes on to say it's actually the earthly Jerusalem at that time. All these false teachers, legalistic teachers, were coming out from Jerusalem. That was their headquarters. So it brings us to... Mount Sinai. And he says in verse 24, these are the two covenants. One, uh, Sarah is like the new covenant, but the one from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar. And by the way, what it means is, if you, are from Mount, if you are born of the Mount Sinai Covenant, if that's your identity, Mount Sinai, or the law of Moses, gives birth to children of bondage. You, you that's, are, uh,
0: that's quite significant, isn't it? Because um, Hagar was uh, a slave, a bond yeah. servant, um, which made Ishmael such, but it's as though all of her descendants are spiritually. That's your your spiritual DNA, Mm.
2: uh, Mm. is is a bondage. Mm. And so we have Hagar, uh, and it's all picture language, you see, Hagar, and now it brings in the fact that Mount Sinai, verse 25, for this Hagar is Mount Sinai, which is where the the old covenant law was given, in Arabia. Yeah.
0: In Arabia. Quite interesting it says that, in Arabia, isn't it? Yes, and that's- So is Arabia, does it cover the Sinai Peninsula, Arabia, or because um, okay. well, we're getting onto a bit of Ron okay, Wyatt? so here, this but,
2: yeah. this is where we get to uh, an interesting digression. Yeah, and and I would say the the Arabia here is talking about what we would call Saudi Arabia. That Mount Sinai is really in Saudi Arabia, and how do we know that? Okay, just looking at the Bible. Apart from there have been modern developments as that you alluded to, mm. but just talking about the Bible, Moses fled from Egypt and he fled not to the Sinai Peninsula, he mm. fled across the Sinai Peninsula to Midian. Now yep. we know for an absolute fact yep. that Midian is, is, is in Arabia, in yep. Saudi Arabia, yep. it's um, north, northwest mm. Of of Arabia, okay. That's where he then lived for forty years as a shepherd. Yeah. Right. And he he. We know that he was taking his sheep for, for a walk. Yeah. And he comes to the the mountain of God, Mount Sinai. Now where he has
0: the revelation of the burning bush. Exactly. Yeah. And the name of God, I am. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. And.
2: So that should tell you right there. You don't have to be a genius. Yeah. That, that Mount Sinai is in Midian, mm. in the area of Midian. Yeah. You know, the idea that he took his sheep 225 miles to pasture on not a very good pasture ground no. in, at the no. bottom of the Sinai yeah. Peninsula,
0: and then took. So it's a round so trip. So those of who argue that miles. the the biblical Sinai is in Mount is Mount Sinai in the Sinai Peninsula. Um, are, are they also arguing that that's where Midian is? No, well, no they're not. No, even nobody doing that. questions that. So it's a complete that. inconsistency. It's, it's absolute nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
2: But the, where we get and even the like Josephus or Philo, uh, they all talk about, um, you know, it being in out towards Arabia. Okay, so where does this traditional Mount Sinai come from? It only came
0: from the Byzantine time.
2: 400, 500 And is that because it
0: was quite handy for um, pilgrim tourism?
2: I don't know why. It's quite
0: handy because it's quite a long way down into Saudi Arabia so if it was the Byzantines you know there was this tradition of setting up like St Catherine's Monastery, these places um, which are handy you know, for travelers. Yeah, yeah. So you can visit Jerusalem, yeah. you can visit Sinai, you can visit Nazareth. I'm not sure how right? handy no. it was, but it was certainly... Well, it's rel- some, relative to the place it, in Saudi Arabia. Somehow it happened.
2: Yeah. I mean, there was a monastery down that way and somehow... St. That, Catherine's, yeah. Somehow it happened. I mean, the tradition goes that Helena, they, although there isn't necessarily a lot of proof for this,
0: that mm. the Constantine's mother decided yeah. That's right. It was that that one. She had quite an influence on on where these places are. Like we talked about the Holy Sepulchre Church, you know, she was, there's um, some, St. Helena's chapel there. You know, she she had quite an influence on where these shrines were set up.
2: And so it's possible she was the origin of it, Mm. or, but the only actual solid historical evidence even comes from about 400 and something, 500 AD. It's very late tradition.
0: Yes, yeah, so that's my point because, um, John, we, you were talking earlier about the sort of reliability of God's word. And, you know, there were oral traditions and, and historic traditions. And I know, you know, even through the Old Testament, there were chapters, as it were, of time which are not recorded, where I suppose things could have been, you know, the ball could have been dropped in terms of the archaeology. Um, it's still are quite strong. You know, if you go to the biblical account and when Paul says in Arabia, that's a good place to start, isn't it? You know, if he says
1: Mount Sinai in oh, Arabia. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. see what you mean. Yeah. Sorry, I, I yeah. wasn't quite sure where that's you were coming right. to. No, if uh, I sometimes well, don't you, know myself. You know, right? you, <laughs> yeah. you know me. If yeah. Paul says it's in Arabia, that's it. As yeah. well, I'm concerned. Yeah, exactly. A good question, you know, yeah. a question has been asked. the higher
0: critics would say, oh, well, I you know, know for yeah. Moses, you no, know, it's obviously he went through the, the, the reeds of you know, yeah, wherever yeah, the Suez Canal, tedious, isn't where, where that, so it's much easier to cross well, there and Red so sea. it's, in other words, it wasn't a great miracle of the Red
1: Sea being parted, the Red Sea was this sea of reeds. Yes. This well, Go on, yep. No, I was yeah. going to say, the, the, the weight given and the honour given to scholars is sort of, the, the, as, we came out, as we came out of the Reformation into more bondage, this is part of it. The awe with, in which these scholars are held, um, and yet most of them are just mouthpieces of the devil. Don't believe, don't believe. Don't believe. You know, it's very important with those who translate
0: the Bible, that's why the early translations Tyndale yes. you know, and the uh, yes. St James Bible, there were people who absolutely, absolutely believed believe. in the literal yeah. truth of God's word. What were you going to say? Because I can Well, it is
2: you. the position of it. So, f- yeah. what you've got first of all is where Midian is. I mean, yeah. and that that's pretty clear by itself. The second issue it, it, that relates to it is where where is the Red Sea crossing? Okay. That's it. Now, in the biblical, uh, in the Hebrew, the crossing is called the Yam Suf. Right? Yam is sea. Suf is the key word here. All right. Now, in the Septuagint, it translates it, because they did, their geography wasn't very good, at that, the Greek geography at that time, they translated it as the Red Sea. Mm. And, and that has been accepted that that's prob- that isn't the meaning of Yamsof. all right? Now, a modern speculation that's become the in thing is that actually it should have been translated the Reed Sea. Mm. But that is very weak. Mm. The
0: evidence mm. for that is very weak, if you study all the uses it's very convenient if you don 't believe in miracles, yes. they just waded through you see yeah, uh, yeah,
1: then how did they uh, drown the Egyptian army that's exactly. the other one the water. <laughs> well, okay.
2: if you read all the descriptions of of the crossing, it is a supernatural thing, yeah, and it's in deep water mm-hmm. the, the language used for yam yam means a sea means a body of water that, that is not some kind of low level mm. lake yeah. Mm. yeah you know what I mean it is a sea, mm. it is a deep body of water and and it's very clear that it's not just a normal wind that opened it up it's yeah. its God blew this thing, and there were walls of water going up high mm. that were congealed, in other words, they turned to ice mm. and and you you it says they went through the depths, yeah, so if you take the Bible seriously, this is not. One of yeah. the, the reefs. Now they, they they. So we're saying su-
0: south of the Gulf of Aqaba or the Gulf of Elats, yeah. We're saying so, that's the point Well, where the Yam whenever the Yam Suf yeah. is
2: used, it it's there's a number of scriptures. And I'm
0: asking you because then we can put it on the map. That's yeah. why. So yeah. there are a number of scriptures. So the,
2: the number of scriptures that, that identify Yam Suf with the Gulf of Aqaba. Yeah. All right? Not the Gulf of Suez. Yeah. All right. So the popular idea was there are some. Marshy lakes on the Gulf of Suez, you know, and there maybe they crossed those lakes, all right, and then that's why they're called the Reed Sea. But that's a very weak language. For instance, Solomon built uh, ships at the Yan Suf, and on the other side of Edom, it says. Mm -hmm. So it's not Suez, it's it's Aqaba. The word Suf, actually, the best linguistic thing is that it actually means the boundary. It's the boundary point for Israel and it is today. Yep. Just down there by Akaba. That's right. Right. That's the end that's the southern boundary of Israel. Yep. From that point to the Mediterranean is the southern boundary of where Israel. and the, the the line of it. The is Negev, also desert. Described the as Negev the,
0: desert comes the, down as a triangle. The, the Brook yep. of Egypt
2: yep. is the is is, is is gives you that line. Mm-hmm. Down to Akaba. And Yamsuf means the sea of the boundary. That's, yes, that's 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 its clear. real linguistic origin, yeah. and and other scriptures talk about. And the other reason it couldn't be Suez is it makes it clear that on the Exodus, they actually had left Egypt. Yeah. When they crossed over the Red Sea, I don't have mm-hmm. the verse to hand. They had actually left Egypt already. Yeah. However, those lakes are well within Egypt. Mm-hmm. So there's no way the Egyptian boundary was another 140 miles. Mm-hmm. So they hadn't left Egypt when they crossed that. Yeah. So that doesn't make sense either. Mm-hmm. So they crossed somewhere across the Gulf of Aqaba, which is actually quite deep water. That's definitely. You definitely. know.
0: I oh, know. I've seen the ships um, going down. There, there are there, two
2: though. different theories where they might have crossed. One is from the Nuweiba um, beach. Yeah. And the other is right south south at. At the southern end, but yeah. um, either way, it was a miraculous crossing. Mm-hmm. The
0: I was going a to say Sharm el Sheik, but the, you know that's getting too modern. But yeah. And so
2: if that's the case, then of course they crossed over mm. into Saudi Arabia, yeah. into the realm of Midian. Yeah. Um, and so it all makes sense biblically that, that Mount Sinai is actually in. Arabia, in Saudi Arabia. It's interesting that it was very hard to get to. So you can read certain books of Ron White, you mentioned, Bob Cornuke, um, I always call it Cornuke. Yes. (laughs) Cornuke. Um, Larry Williams. And and they, they you know they did and good good for them you know they, they actually took the risk and they went there. That's right. And the Caldwells in particular were the people who were able to who worked in Saudi Arabia. They gathered all the photographic evidence. Because yeah. there's an enormous amount of confirmation, if you yeah. like, that, that a mountain called Jebel El Laws, that's right, which has a blackened peak. Also nearby is this very impressive split rock or That's the right. Rock of Horeb, you know That's when right. Moses struck the rock right. and the water flooded out, yeah. and there's a, a huge rock, rock that yeah. actually fits the description with water channels.
0: Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll have a picture showing that. Yeah, no, know. Um, what I was thinking is hopefully, you know, if this sort of opening of relations with, uh, between mm-hmm. Israel and Saudi Arabia blossoms, we might take a coach yeah. down there. But it's yeah. quite a long People haul. People are taking I mean, trips there. Yeah, of course. Already. Um, and the well, you try are to fit a quite, quite a lot into area, our tours, Yeah,
2: they're, they're building up an area called Neom. It is amazing. It is that amazing.
0: We would, would make it accessible. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's so, what Bible study is. We, you know, sometimes we're going into the detail of a text, but sometimes we're we're looking at the, you know the evidence that, that is there in the archaeology or in the geography. Yeah, or in the topography. It's wonderful, as you say, John. The evidence is there.
1: The evidence yeah, the is evidence there, is for those is there. that want to see it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, and it's very easy to produce evidence, counter-evidence, if you yeah. like. But this all comes from the fact that um,
0: Paul writes um, Sinai, Mount Sinai, in Arabia. Do you remember Paul went to of Arabia? Of course he did. Yeah.
2: Galatians 1.17. Yeah. Paul, early on in his Christian life, he, yeah. he felt led to go to to Arabia. Mm. I believe, it's a speculation, that... Mm. He went to Arabia. One major reason is he wanted to go to Mount Sinai, mm, mm. Uh, and um, like Elijah did, mm. because here is this man of the law, and now he's just been saved by grace, and, and now he needs to understand how how does the whole Bible fit together? How does the law, you know, how does that all fit? And I believe maybe he went to Saudi Arabia to get just to, to see how all the
1: pieces fit together and let the Lord reveal to him. That's you know, all these wonderful truths, you know. do yeah. you know, Derek, I'm sure that's right. I've not heard it before, but because I could see where Moses received the revelation, Paul is going to receive the new revelation in the yeah. same place. Amazing. That would be totally typical Symmetrical. Of, of, of Bible symmetry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it makes absolute sense to yeah. me. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing to remember, we'll probably come on to discuss it in more detail, is that there you know we're we're saved by grace in theory though not in practice you could be saved by the law the law is perfect it is holy and right and and it is an alternative route except you'll never make it you'll fall at the first the first fence but in theory if we didn't have sin in us as the Lord Jesus didn't we could navigate the law and arrive at salvation but we can't because it's a practical and spiritual impossibility because of our condition. Mm. It's not that there's anything wrong with the law or the law. Lo- I, I make that point because there's nothing wrong with Mount Sinai and the giving of the law to Moses. Nothing mm. wrong with it at all. Yeah. Um, the problem is with mankind. Mm. Yes.
0: It, um, it's interesting that we are focusing on these, these places where there are mountains. So, and it is significant in the scriptures, in the Psalms, you know, I lift up my eyes to the hills, from where does my help come? which is basically saying it comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Um, it, that, by the way, is another Psalm of grace. You know, he will not let your foot be moved. You know, the sun will not strike you by day. He'll keep your going out and your coming in. Um, but you have Sinai. We've spoken of Mount Zion last, last week. You know, you've got the Mount of Transfiguration up in the north and mountains are important.
1: Mountains is very God, important. Mount
0: Nebo, yeah. you know, the, these places are, Special places. You Special a, You places. get a view. You get a bigger picture. Yeah. And and spiritually, you know, you, you they often you know, refer the to heights, thrones. You can see to
1: thrones and power bases Newcastle. and
0: With um, well, the high places. The high places. And, yeah, places and, yeah. And, and yeah. idolatry as well. Yeah. yeah. So they're contested. They are contested. Yeah. Um, so, here we yeah, are so Mount in, Sinai, in, in his logic,
2: he's he's building up this picture, and I think we've pretty much got it now. Yeah. All right, you've got on, in one column, because it's interesting when he says, uh, for this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and corresponds to Jerusalem, which now is. Yeah. So he says, you know, Mount, the headquarters was there in Mount Sinai, but now the, the present headquarters of this legalistic mm. Judaism, actually, yeah. in this case, yeah. was, was Jerusalem. Mm. So he's he says, when it uses that word corresponds to, it's actually, he it says, puts in the, put it in the same column as. Mm. Yeah. So we, we talked about this before, that yeah. in this whole analogy, he's put lots of things in the same column. In, in, the, in the negative column, you might say, yeah. is you've got Hagar, mm. who, who was a slave, who gives birth to I, Ishmael. Hagar is like the old covenant, mm. which was headquartered at Mount Sinai. Mm. And if that's your identity, if you are coming to the law to justify yourself, mm. You you are born of Hagar, yeah. and you are like Ishmael, and you are in bondage, mm. and, and you are under under the curse. Mm. You know, uh, and then on the in the other column, of course, if you are born of Sarah, if mm. you are an Isaac, mm. you have a supernatural birth. You're born into liberty, um, and and your headquarters. Mm is the new Jerusalem. Could you're a I tr- citizen of heaven and you're under the new covenant
0: exactly. In grace. Exactly. So could I throw this in? Um, oh, I, I thought I'd got my digressions out of the way earlier on, but the uh, there is a political movement today that says um, the present day Israel, um, the Jewish people, they take it from this passage, is of Hagar um, and uh, Mount Sinai. And the and the Palestinian people, um, they're the living stones, they're, they're the alternative, they're the ones who are, as it were, um, not in bondage. Um, they're the ones who are actually um, the true inheritors of the land and the other ones are, are impostors who have come, as it were, illegitimately into the land. I'm, I'm just saying that that is a narrative. It comes out of the, the liberation theology camp. And it's still sort of tacitly um, uh, um, ad, uh, acceded to by, you know, folks within the evangelical world who who, who don't like, you know, um, Christian Zionism. And so they, they will take this as, as a passage that supports their case. It's quite interesting,
1: and I, no, I have no, so they're heard They're it. only supporting it geographically. They're not, no. you know, they, 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 they're also saying, I know, because when yeah. you discuss it with these people, that uh, their God and our God, the same thing. Yeah, They don't see the contradictions in So they're in saying, the even theology. though the Arab peoples, Palestinian Arabs, are actually
0: come, let's say, via, um, sort of gene- genealogically through um, Ishmael, they are the, the true spiritual inheritors of the land of, um, of Israel. It's, yeah,
2: well, it's their, it's their it's position. It's very confused thinking yes.
0: because it's missing the whole
2: very point confused. of this passage, yes. which is nothing about ethnic It's, it's no. got yeah. nothing to do with ethnic yep. identity. Yep. The sons of Isaac are those who were born again, mm. which is from every tribe, tongue, and nation, whether Palestinian, Jewish, British, whatever. Those are the. That's what yeah. Paul's saying is, these are the sons of Isaac, and the sons of Ishmael are those who are trying to justify themselves before God, you know, which yeah. is the way of man. Hmm. The issue of whose right is it to the land is a separate issue. All right, that, that's a diff- That that is the fact that it, the land was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their descendants. Yeah. Which is the Jewish that's people? That's right. That's right. You yeah. know, and yeah. nothing can change that. That's an mm. everlasting covenant, mm. and and you know whoever you know whoever are the genuine descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, um, they will ultimately possess the land. I believe yeah. in the millennium, mm. um, uh, uh, but that's a different issue to what he's talking about here. Mm. And in a way, he's saying, "Well, look, even if you are Jewish, thoroughly Jewish, yeah. but you are." You still belong to Mount Sinai, yeah, you are like Ishmael spiritually that's right. speaking that's right, and even if you are absolutely not Jewish mm-hmm. but you are born again, you, you know you are like Isaac spiritually yeah, and that, that's the most important thing as far as our individual lives are concerned there are other well, what they do is they turn, the national
0: issue yeah that's right they, that's they, they turn it into a national issue yeah. they mm. they say, well um, the um, uh, God, God isn't interested in real estate, you know, so all this idea of Christian Zionism isn't, um, it, it, it is not completely wrong headed biblically. Uh, but when it comes to who has a right to the land, suddenly the land is very important and it belongs to who they call are the living stones. And, you know, there's a whole movement that follows this um, track. And even even among you know evangelicals, yes, yeah, and I just yeah. I say it as a, as a sort of incidentally this passage I've heard it quoted a few times.
2: Sure. Well, it's sermons preached about that, it misapplying that passage. Yeah. and it's also ignoring the clear passages mm. that promise the land. That's right, Abraham,
1: too. Isaac, and yeah, Jacob. Yeah. you know. But uh, if you believe Allah and Yahweh are the same God. Yeah. And you, you, you can justify that sort of yeah. interpretation, yeah. and that's what they believe, mm. um, simple as that. They, they I mean,
0: a- Arafat almost had more integrity because he said, we, we as he would say it, we, we were descended from the Canaanites, <laughs> you know, so we have a right to the land, so he would actually say we have a right to the land, because we a, were dispossessed he was yeah. by... He was Egyptian. Um, uh, he was, There's but no, no, thing, no, no. He it? created a narrative that, of, yeah. that he was Palestinian. I mean, there is no such thing as a Palestinian nation. Yeah. There never um, was. Um, there know? were the Philistines, though, and so he would root. He would do quite, quite openly, you know, because um, Fal- Palestinian they didn't have a, a, a P, and, and it is rooted in Philistine, back to the Canaanites. And he, he actually used to use that as an argument, interestingly. Mind you, he also said Jesus was the first, you know, Palestinian martyr. So it just shows, if you, if you do the old eisegesis and you have your political worldview, you can read into scriptures, yeah. especially difficult, you know, we've taken a few weeks yes. over this, it's a yes. difficult passage. Um, you know, people, rogues can come in, as it were, and misinterpret it, yeah. well, certainly deli- t- deliberately.
2: To use that, this passage, which is clearly talking about personal salvation, yeah, it's a spiritual. Got nothing to do with ethnic truth. identity at all. That's right. Although Paul is 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 kind of being very clever. Yeah. And he's kind of saying these these proud Jews who are yeah. in a sense trusting in their Jewish Paul, Paul Jewishness being a Jew, Paul the Jew, and law keeping Jewishness mm. as the means of salvation. He's he's turning it upside down on them and saying yeah. actually, you you are like Ishmael, mm. and and Jerusalem, the earthly Jerusalem, which is under this. Wrong religion, um, you know, is, 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 is not actually the real representative of God right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the sons of I, the Isaacs who are born in the heavenly Jerusalem, they, you know, the heavenly Jerusalem trumps the earthly Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and so it's talking on that level. But you have to take the Bible literally. Mm. And the Bible also talks about the covenant that God made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob promising them the land and God has to keep his word you know that that doesn't that didn't get nullified.
0: Yeah it's interesting when we read um, was it last week uh, in Genesis it did talk about uh, in Genesis 17 I think about the um, inheritance the everlasting possession Mm. of of, for the people and for the land Mm. it's quite interesting there are two I think it was verse 7 and then verse A couple of verses later, talks about the land. That's quite sort of out there, isn't it? To write, as it were, thousands of years beforehand, that this land would be connected to this people, and this people would not pass away. Because
2: the Bible predicts, and that there will be a great turning of Israel back to the Lord. Near the That's end, right. That's and right. all Israel will be saved. That's the power in the millennium. It let, verse there, 11. There of, will be a huge sorry, number chapter 11 of saved yeah. Israelites yeah. as well, in particular.
0: I suppose what I'm saying is, look, um, Paul mentions the physical and um, territory of Arabia, a land which was bound had boundaries. Everyone knows Arabia. The Lord Jesus more than once spoke about the the. The the nation of Israel, the land and boundary of Israel. I've not seen faith in all of Israel. I was talking about the place and and the people. Um, and he did. So the physical location does predate, as it were, 1948. Sure. Yes. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> yes. um, you know, the conspiracy theorists would say, "Oh no, it's all been cooked up." That's um, right. Post, but it but it is yeah. a biblical. Land,
2: God pro- pro- prophesied place.
0: that as he scattered Israel, mm.
2: he will gather them. Yeah, and even though Israel, Israel is still in unbelief,
0: yeah, it is a
2: fulfillment of prophecy mm. that God must gather Israel back to the land and deal with Israel on a national basis. Yeah, yeah, and bring Israel to repentance. Yeah, and he's going to do that, and mm. that's all connected with the second coming of Christ. Mm. So this is all a clear fulfillment of prophecy. Mm. If once one can, eyes are open to see. Yeah. The problem is, people often we ha, can't hold two thoughts together. You know, it's either got to be this or this. And so we're so enamored, rightly, of our spiritual salvation, we think, oh, we can throw everything else mm-hmm. away. But mm-hmm. no, you, the Bible also talks about national Israel and, and God's plans That's for right. national Israel. And we've got to hold it all together. We can't just and, uh, w- say well, salvation's the only thing that matters. That's you right. know, there are other themes in the
0: Bible too. Which, which you know, it, the devil knows if he can <coughs> disprove them, if he can blot out, you know, the people or the land or Jerusalem, you know, Ahmadinejad, you know, you know having this eye vision of all those, uh, you know, the fire over Jerusalem. If, they, if the bev- devil can do that, um, you know, he can sort of undermine the prophecies. He can under undermine the reliability of God's promises. But what I find interesting is is in our modern times, it hasn't been the Arabs, as it were, and um, Islam, Sunni Islam in the Arab world, in Saudi Arabia, that has been threatening Jerusalem. It's been the Persians, you know, who have been, as it were, hijacked by um, Shiites, Islam under the Ayatollahs who came out with the, the new sort of, as it were, uh, theology of the great Satan and the little Satan and the need to eradicate the little, uh, the, the little Satan and the great, America and um, Israel and, and that Israel is just a, a, an implant of, of America, a transplant of America in, in the Middle East and they've got to be um, turfed out. So, in other words, that does point to the fact that it is a spiritual thing rather than an ethnic thing. Why, why would, the, why would um, you know, a whole people have to be wiped out? Why would the, the, the Germans, as it were, want to wipe out the whole, you know, of the Jewish people, not just let them exile? So we are dealing with really important spiritual oh, yeah. issues. Um, and we're not against the Arabs, and it's a great book, Lawrence of Arabia, which actually, you know, it goes right down to these uh, geographic places you're talking about. So you mentioned Aqaba; there was the great cry from Lawrence of Arabia with uh, Peter O'Toole and Anthony <laughs> Anthony Quinn. <laughs> How they all played these amazing characters, and they all and they went down and they took Aqaba. The rest is history. Mm. Okay. Um, here we are. Uh, how, how much more do we need to? Um, um, so are we on verse 27 now? I think we are. I think we've got right through. to. So this is an amazing um, sort of quote of a prophecy. Shall we have a look at it? Isaiah 54. Yeah, let's have a look one. at it.
2: Yeah. It's interesting. It comes right after Isaiah 53. It's really talking about the fact that um, it, he sees it as a prophecy that Sarah is going to have loads of, children you know yeah, the, the picture right. is that sarah was barren because it seemed mm. like sarah would have no yeah. children so on the one hand you, it seems like you know at first there's there's more kind of ishmaels but there is this prophecy here that sarah is going to have loads of children yeah. and that's partly a prediction of you know the gospel going to the whole world you know mm. multitudes of gentiles are, you know coming to faith and ultimately, it's a prophecy that there'll be many Jews mm. who come to faith too. In other words, Sarah, although it looks like, you know, legalistic religions having yeah. his way, there is this prophecy, and it's on Isaiah 54 verse one. So what's Isaiah 53? Yeah, exactly. It's the, the sacrifice of the Messiah. Yeah. This is the new covenant being established, and as soon as the new covenant is established through the death and resurrection of the Messiah, is this prophecy of multitudes being born through Sarah, through this new covenant that yeah. Sarah represents, yeah? yeah, and and so if I read it from Galatians, yeah, and then you, we can so check. I, it.
0: I've got a question from it, but let's. Joyce
2: it. and it's talking about Sarah. Yeah. You who do not bear, break forth and shout. Yeah. For you, you, you who are not in labour, for the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. So in other words, there's going so to be a multiplication. So Hagar was the one who
0: had a husband. In this case? I don't know yeah. how. I can't really explain that. No, okay. That's, well, well, that was my out. difficult question. I've got it out. Go on, carry on. Yeah.
2: yeah. It, it's basically talking about a woman who has, you know, has been barren. Yeah. Obviously, Sarah did have a yeah. husband, so I'm not. Yeah. No. But anyway, um, but I think the issue is that um, Sarah wasn't able to, mm. to bring children. But now, mm. through Christ's coming, he has now. Uh, establish this new covenant, mm. and there will be many Isaacs will be born. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's the, the yeah. gist of it. There.
0: More more are the children of the desolate woman. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's
0: it's quite talk, something. It, it is.
1: It? It's talking about mm. Sarah and spiritual yeah. Sarah. Mm.
0: Yes. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so you couldn't answer that one. I, yeah. I, I think that it could be talking about more generally those who have a husband, not necessarily. Mm. And by that meaning, those that yeah. basically are um, fertile. Exactly. So, the, so I they, think so. Yeah. I haven't looked into the la- yeah. exact language,
2: yeah. but I suspect it will be something like that. Yeah. That they, they didn't have a husband that could give them children, mm. uh, like you know. But he's saying,
0: the time is coming. It is amazing uh, how Isaiah um, fifty-three is is the epic actually with with Alan and Ian we did five on uh, five bible studies we thought that was a long time for one chapter <laughs> but um, on Isaiah 53 and then I think they did a DVD um, uh, the, the, how much uh, you know how, how many treasures there were in Isaiah 53 mm. for us um, but then Isaiah 54 starts with um, almost going back to uh, Isaac. And, you know, the miracle of Isaac's birth, it is, it is, it is a miraculous birth. Mm. It is absolutely
1: miraculous, and it's so easy. not a virgin birth, but it is a miraculous birth. Exactly. It's, uh, it's so easy to forget that, just think, Isaac was just born 15 years after Mm. Ishmael, but he was born by a miracle. Yeah.
0: And it can't be talking about Mary, because Mary um, as it were, she, she didn't have a husband, but she wasn't, she did have a husband, but she didn't have a husband as it were, for the birth of the Lord Jesus, but she wasn't barren. Mm. Mary wasn't barren. And she had other children after the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Yeah,
2: there, remember this is all in an allegory. So the, That's right. the prophecy could be, there could have been like a fulfillment of what I've from my reading that yeah. It's, it's a prophecy to the Jews who were, as it were, barren in the Babylonian captivity, mm. but God is promising them
0: yeah.
2: that, that they will multiply again mm. uh, greatly. Yeah. But in the allegory, Paul is taking that and saying, look, this is also a prophecy that Sarah's gonna have many children, that there's there's going to be a spread of the gospel mm. of grace mm. th- throughout the world, which was fulfilled. Yeah. You know, even Paul couldn't have even imagined how the gospel would have spread over the next two thousand years to to encompass millions of people. He was right there just no, at the beginning, yeah. but he was saying, "Look, this is the prophecy that she will, Sarah, will have many, many more children." Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, is the husband possibly thinking of Paul's treatment of the marriage and uh, and the law and how the how when the husband dies, the law no longer has effect over the wife. Could it be an allusion to that, that the law is now dead? Mm. And, and, and Or you are dead to the law rather, the law isn't dead, and, and therefore you don't have this, this aspect of your life. Um, instead, you're going to, out of the freedom of the gospel, going to produce millions upon millions of children. Mm. Mm. I haven't it's just. Yeah. I haven't developed the argument yeah. properly to explain it. But it's just a, yes. just a thought.
2: In the allegory, she who, as a husband, yes, are the, is the ones who are married to the law. That's right.
1: That's right. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and although we have a husband, as it were, Christ. That's right. We. He's a heavenly. Yes. Rather than yeah. an earthly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That
0: could that could be it. That, yeah. yeah. So let's um, in the last few minutes look at verse twenty-eight that we are. Children of promise.
2: Yes, this is the pr- this is summarising what yeah, we've already said really, exactly. isn't it? We brethren, in case you haven't worked it out yet, he's saying.
0: Mm. <laughs> you, that, uh, just ask the viewers, was. Have you, after four weeks of this <laughs> subject, have you worked it out yet? I think you have. I think you have.
2: Isaac just, is the child of promise. Yeah. That's us. We're the child. Char- yeah. We're not the. We're not a self-made man. Yeah. We are produced by the promise of God, the grace of God. Yeah. Um, but as he. Oh, and then it goes on and talks about the relationship between flesh and spirit, mm. which we'll probably pick up next time, mm. but um, as he who was born according to the flesh persecuted him who was born according to the spirit, even so it is now. In mm. other words, there, there is this spiritual fight which was going on in Galatia, between the, and he's now saying, look, the battle that's going on right now between me <laughs> and these legalistic teachers, this is the battle. Yeah. between Ishmael and Isaac that yeah. goes back to Genesis yeah. 21. Um, there's all the flesh and the spirit are always opposing each other, yeah.
0: whether it's in our own life, yeah. or whether it's in the church world or, you know, wherever. So John, you know, I'm about to gear up to ask you to just define again the promise. So children of the promise. We've spoken about the promises concerning the land and the physical descendants of Abraham. What is the promise?
1: Well, the promise is that they are will be adopted um, into the kingdom of God as, as part, part of God's family, you know, the spirit of adoption which comes into us which calls us to cry out, Abba Father, and we mm. talked a few weeks ago about how that is actually happening in our spirit, you know, our, our spirits are in constant communion with God mm. um, and we just want to tie into that. I think Derek talked about yeah. harmonies and melodies yeah. and and something else. Oh, yes, we loved um, that. You, you remember that. Yeah. Uh, uh, but also, Jesus says, doesn't he? he um, I forget exactly what he says, you, but to paraphrase it, what he says, because you're not children of God, you don't love me. Yeah. You know, that is essentially what he said. Um, they were in love with the law, they're in love with with their legalities and, and lots of traditions which, which they had surrounded the law with. And that was much more important to them than the figure of God that was standing in front of them. Mm. Because their love of the law blinded them to the truth. Yeah. That's th- that's how it really, really how it affected. They couldn't see Jesus for what he was because he didn't conform to their image of what God should be. And this is so often the case, isn't it? The man creates God in his own image. We've said it many times on Bible mm. Bible study. Man creates God in his own image and then demands that God form up and conform to that image. <laughs> yeah. And and it is. It, but you see, God won't do that. But there's someone else who's very willing yeah. to do it. And along comes the angel of light and says, "I'll conform, yeah. and uh, and don't worry, I'll teach you and I'll guide you in the way you should go." Yeah. And and that's how we have denominationalism. That's how we have sects, all masquerading as Christianity. But Christianity yeah. is not denomination. No. We're brothers and sisters, all of yeah. the, wherever we worship, mm. children of the, the children promise. of God, children yeah. of light, children of God.
0: Wonderful. Thank you very much. I think we, you've you've Nearly taken us out to the music, so um, you know Abraham. To one word. I think it has to be the one gospel. word.
1: The yeah, promise absolutely.
0: Of course, he promises the, the gospel of salvation. Children of the, the gospel, um, and yeah, we can we can, like Abraham. We can believe in the yeah. promise because it was fulfilled yeah. through Isaac, and it's going to be fulfilled in our lives and into all eternity. So we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us.